I'm just going to jump in here very quickly and remind you that SkyPilot FaithQuest podcasts are now also available in video form on YouTube. So sometimes, although the subject matter is the same, sometimes they differ slightly, such as today, later on in this podcast, I'm going to mention a painting by Caravaggio. I'll be able to show you that on the video form on YouTube. So if you're interested, hop over there, check it out. It was just last week that we discussed the viewpoint held by some Christians that Jesus has no siblings at all, despite what the Bible says. This week, we take up the viewpoint of an entirely different group who says, oh, he had siblings, and one, one was really close to his age. All on the way to answering the very unlikely question, was Jesus a twin? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Look, there are several categories into which the episodes of this podcast fall. One type of episode would be one in which we explore a little-known fact about religion that you might have never known before, but we reveal to you here. Episode 24, in which I talk about the Christian religious origins of the words hocus-pocus, is a great example of this. Sometimes there are episodes that I call, at least in my own mind, the Gospel According to Dan. These are normally, well, they aren't outside the realm of normal Christianity, but I give you my interpretation of what I believe about the Christian faith and what works for me. Episode 137, Are Religion, Faith, and Spirituality the Same? That very much falls into this category. You get a heavy dose of what I believe and why. Yeah, maybe that's why that's one of my favorite episodes of all time that I've ever done. Then there are some educational episodes on elements of other faiths. Episode 44 on Hanukkah is a great example of this type. Another one of these is episode 42, which, in my opinion, holds the distinction of being the worst episode I have ever I had broken my collarbone not long before I created that episode. I was on lots of pain medication. I didn't realize how loopy I was, and that one just is a jumbled mess. Don't go there. Just don't ever listen to that one. And then sometimes we delve into a topic that seems bizarre, fanciful, and totally out of left field like today's topic, where we look into the theory that Jesus maybe had a brother, a twin brother. This is a dramatic pause right now. Wait for it. Wait for it. An identical twin brother. Okay, at this point, I should make two things perfectly clear. I know it would probably be more dramatic if I save these to the end, but you may find it more interesting to just know these going in. First, there is nothing here trying to prove to you that this theory is true, but that isn't because it's totally pulled from a world of fanciful make-believe nonsense. There are people who very much are Christian and who also very much believe that Jesus did indeed have a twin brother. Oh, you can probably find 10 people who are convinced that Jesus was a giraffe. First, not sure that I could. And second, I would absolutely do an episode about that if I could. And just because you don't believe it or haven't heard about it does not mean that there aren't segments of the Christian faith community that very much believe this. So just chalk this episode up to learning something unusual and interesting that you may not have known about Christianity before today. Now, let's start with this question. Is this biblical? It's a good place to start. 
Well, like a lot of questions we look at in these episodes, the answer would be either not entirely or depends on who you ask. Hold on. If Jesus had a twin, much more an identical twin, I think there would be some mention of that in Scripture, don't you? I mean, it seems like a pretty important detail to just forget to add to any of the Gospels. Yeah, well, there is actually a clue that's not exactly hiding in the Gospel of John. According to the theory, Jesus' twin brother was one of the twelve apostles, none other than Thomas himself. So let's look for some clues, and the obvious place to start is in the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. And I'll read that for you now. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Now, I know that as a passage, this in and of itself is not convincing, conclusive evidence exactly. No, no, it's not. It's exact opposite of that. The Bible clearly states that Jesus had four brothers who you even named in your last episode. They're James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. If Thomas, the twin, is all the biblical evidence that you have for Jesus' twin, then the case is closed. There's no brother named Thomas, so Jesus does not have a twin, and I just proved it because the Bible clearly says so. Yeah, um, about that. Okay, let's start there. I'll get straight to the point. Evidently, Thomas wasn't his name, so the Aramaic word for twin was Toma. And when the word Toma went from the Aramaic, which is what Jesus and his disciples almost certainly spoke, to the Greek, which was the language used to actually write down the New Testament, an S was added to the word, as often happened when a word was transliterated into Greek from another language. So the word Toma became Tomas, and then transliterated into English in our Bibles, Thomas. So the first interesting thing we learn in search of Jesus's twin is that we don't have his name here. Interestingly, if we look at the text from the passage of John again, the one that we just read, that says this, but Thomas, who was called the twin, now that passage that we just read, that piece of scripture, knowing what we now know about what the words mean, it actually says, but the twin, who was called the twin. So, according to those who believe in the Jesus had a twin theory, Thomas is Jesus' twin. But we don't stop there. There's more to this than just this single passage. Well, obviously. I mean, how stupid would it be to create a whole episode based on just this? Okay, first, we don't say stupid. There are better words that we can use. Like moronic, foolish, unintelligent, imbecilic, senseless, dim-witted... Okay, okay, I, I sh should have just left it at stupid. So let's look at that passage from John again with the idea that these two, Jesus and Thomas, 
were brothers, were identical twins. No, I'm not making an argument in favor of this being the case, but that doesn't mean that we can't take this idea and have some fun seeing if it gives us a new, different, strange, or entertaining lens to look at this passage. Oh, rather than new, different, or strange, how about moronic, foolish, unintelligent, imbecilic, senseless, dim-witted... Okay. Anyway, so one of the interesting things about the interaction between Thomas and Jesus is that it is, well, it is really graphic. Have you ever seen the famous painting by Caravaggio depicting the interaction of this moment between Jesus and Thomas? It is pretty graphic. In the painting, Thomas is leaning over with his face just inches away from the wound in Jesus' side, and he is dipping his finger in it. Now, you can't help but look at it and ask, who would actually do this? Yet, this moment between Jesus and Thomas feels exactly like the kind of exchange that would have happened between identical twin brothers. If you've ever known identical twins, their comfort with each other, familiarity with each other can make their interaction sometimes, well, sometimes a little too much for people who didn't grow up around them. The interaction between Jesus and Thomas in this passage does kind of seem exactly like the, well, kind of thing that twins would do. Okay, enough of this. Exactly who is it that says Jesus has a twin? Well, there are some non-biblical traditions revolving around Thomas. Now, before you scream non-biblical, we can take nothing that is non-biblical as any sort of serious evidence. Let's just take a step back and put things in perspective. In the Bible, there are 14 apostles in total. I know you think 12 immediately, but stick with me. The 12 original ones, and then Judas died, and they replaced him with Matthias. Now you've got 13. And Paul's allowed to call himself an apostle. And Paul seems to be the only other person ever allowed the designation of apostle outside of the original 13. Of these 14, the church has generally understood that we know how all 14 died. But, but that information is actually only biblical for two of those 14. The rest are known only through tradition, well, and other ancient writings. Peter was crucified upside down. Paul was beheaded by Nero. Okay, not personally by Nero, but under his reign. John is generally understood to be the only apostle to have died of natural causes. And these three stories, as often as I have heard them cited as fact, all of these I just told you come about from non-biblical sources. So, we have very little information about Thomas from the Bible. Some of what we know about him comes from traditions that are outside our Bible sources. And my point here is not that this, therefore, must be true. My point here is to refrain from knee-jerk refusing to even listen to a story when it comes from sources that are no less reputable than some of the other stories that we love to tell. Now, am I arguing, therefore, that Jesus had a twin? No. I'm not. I don't find this story to be particularly compelling. I would just stop short of feeling the need to judge people for believing the stories that they grew up with. You know, just like the way, well, I believe the stories that I grew up with. Now, we today have copies of a book that was in some level of circulation in the church by the end of the third century called The Acts of Thomas. 
We don't know exactly the date of its writing, but it was somewhere before the year 240. Also, this is not to be confused with the other similarly named book, The Gospel of Thomas. The Gospel of Thomas is mostly just a collection of sayings, whereas The Acts of Thomas is the story of Thomas's mission work in India, the place where tradition says that he died. There's also another book that is called the Acts of Thecla that uses the idea of Jesus as an identical twin to make some of its theological points. But the basic information, the basic idea to be gleaned from these books is this. Jesus had a twin named Jude or Judas. Both are slightly different translations of the exact same name. It was Jude, according to tradition, that was the one called the twin. So if we are going to stick with the tradition, Thomas's real name was Jude. By some traditions, this identical twin was more than just a brother who looked like Jesus, a lot like Jesus, okay, exactly like Jesus. Being Jesus's identical twin, he seemed in some of these traditions to have some of Jesus's supernatural powers as well. In other stories, it seems that Jesus is the holy brother and Thomas is kind of the earthly brother. Either way, within certain elements of Christianity in India, the idea of Thomas being Jesus' twin still remains strong. Okay, let me say this at this point. There are those who want to experience their faith in very defined ways. I know all I need to know, and that means I don't need to know anything more. I think those people approach their faith in very much the same way I approached my economics or history exams in college. I spent the night cramming all the useful information I could into my limited capacity, and all I wanted was to go to the exam without anyone, anyone giving me anything else to process, to think about, to put in my head. As I was walking from the dorm to the exam, someone said, Something like, hey, Dan, guess what I just heard? There's going to be a party this weekend. Do you think we should? Nope, sorry, I can't take anything else in. See you on the other side of the exam. We can talk then. I think there are people who approach their faith like that. They have learned all they can and all they believe that they need to know. And until after the exam, meaning until heaven, don't confuse them with other information. And the truth is, I get that. I really do. Sometimes I think I'm in that category. But this was a piece of information not intended to rock or to shock your belief, but hopefully leave you saying, huh, I've never heard that before. That's all for today. What do you think? Is this interesting and entertaining stuff I've just presented, or have I just created a podcast that is borderline heretical, or maybe just flat out heretical? Or perhaps this is old news to you, and you've known this for a long time. Let me know. My email address is dan at skypilot.zone. As always, I'd love to hear from you. And if you have a subject or a question you'd like me to cover in this podcast, let me know. Again, I would love to hear from you. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for joining us here today and being part of the SkyPilot Faith Quest community. This is a great place to ask questions you wouldn't feel comfortable or safe asking in other places. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.